Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. I'm Eddie Estrada here, joined by my co-host, Armin, to talk the wonderful pump rules. How are you doing, Armin? I'm great, Eddie. How are you? I'm doing fantastic because I'm kind of on pump rules overload right now because not only are we recapping Vanderpump rules on tonight's episode, we also actually... Was it yesterday? Recorded a it was yesterday. reality rewind for season two, episode one of Vanderpump Rules, which actually shared some weird comparisons it to the did. episode tonight. When we get to those points, we should we should like explain the How it, like, similarities mirrors. between season two and season seven. In season seven, because yeah. we saw a same fight that happened in that episode. Exact we, same fight. We had a, a similar kind of surgery happen. As it did in season two. Which one was that? The teeth, because Brittany got her teeth removed. Oh my gosh. Sheena has so many parallels. There's so many parallels that happened. But the Katie Kristen fight had the strongest parallels. We'll get there, but Stassi with a parent of a significant other, someone meeting a significant other's parent. Eddie, I am freaking out right now. It's weird. So if you guys want to see what happened in the season two, episode one recap we just recorded. You're going to have to go to our Patreon. Armin, can you explain what that is? So Patreon is a platform where you can support us and it allows us to provide you all with exclusive content and different membership benefits. So for only $2 per month, we will be doing weekly historic recaps. So... We'll either be doing a Housewives Herstory season rewind where we go episode by episode and recap a historic season of The Real Housewives. We've already done it with The Real Housewives of New York season three. We're almost done with New Jersey season one. So you'll already have all that content waiting for you. And Eddie and I yesterday just started Vanderpump Rules season two weekly recaps. We'll be recording those every Sunday. And you don't want to miss that. Season two is so explosive, especially right off the bat. So if you guys want to get access to those exclusive episodes, just go to patreon.com backslash hot and bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. So patreon.com backslash hot and bravo. And in addition to those weekly recaps, every other This Week in Bravo is going to be on Patreon only going forward. So for our first month, our inaugural month as a podcast, we gave you This Week in Bravo every single week. But going forward, every other week will be exclusive only. But you'll be getting at least six exclusive episodes a month on Patreon. And I haven't even mentioned this, a monthly live interactive show where Eddie... Myself, Camille, will be hosting it, and you can ask us questions, give us your Bravo thoughts. It's going to be so much fun. So you get all that just for $2. And if you want more benefits, there's other tiers. But for $2 only, you get all of that. I'm excited to do those interactive things. I can't wait to like talk with you guys, talk shop yeah, with y'all. But I'm just going to talk shop at you tonight <laughs> about Vanderpump Rules because after all of that, I'm just ready to recap what's going on this season what happened tonight on Vanderpump Rules and it is with joyous lungs is that how you say it like I'm just so happy I'm screaming it to the heavens hark the herald angels sing 
Lala Kent and Randall Emmett are back together after a long, excruciating 17-hour breakup. That's very long and very excruciating. It's hard. She lost her Gucci Gucci sliders, but she got them back. (laughs) Gucci sliders. it It was rough. She had to rough it for a good 17 hours. I'm pretty sure being away from her Gucci slides for 17 hours is what brought her back. You know what they say. You can't be away from your Gucci slides for more than 17 hours. I know. And I mean. 18 hours is the breaking point. And Jack said it well. Like, she'd have to fly commercial again. After doing the PJs on the PJ. You can't go back. You mean BJ's on the PJ. Oh, well, I mean, I didn't say it, but we did learn that Lala essentially got her role for the row. Say that three times fast. The role for the role. Roll on the row. Roll on the row. <laughs> she basically got that role um, after her first night with Randall. And they met at Sir. They met at Sir. Which is nuts. He gave her gifts. He, she got him. Okay. This is bonkers. He got her a car after their first night together. She let him hit it on the first night and she got a car. The next day. Her man. The power. That's the most expensive lay in the history of mankind. I'm like, uh, I was like, I was like, the the most I've ever gotten is an Uber. And usually I order it myself. I think I've gotten a bit more than an Uber. But But like, how expensive was the Uber? I mean, there's been different prices. (laughs) Depends. <laughs> How much but does a range the, cost? Like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars? She was leasing it. Clearly, I mean, it wasn't. She didn't even buy her a car. Oh, he paid for it. Cash money. Oh God. <laughs> well, good for her. Though. I mean, I love Lala, and I love Lala and Randall together, and I'm loving Lala's budding acting career. The row, it's on my list. I have not seen it. I was supposed to do a viewing party for it. Time got away from me. You were so excited for the road. I'm very excited. I think I'm going to try to watch it this weekend. I'm going to watch it before next week's episode. I'm going to give a report back on the row. Forget the row. Lala is starring in a movie with Al Pacino now. Yeah, and Kate Beckinsale. Ain't Kate Beckinsale? It's called Axis Sally. It's about like World War II or something. It's produced by <laughs> um, Movie Pass <laughs> Pictures, which is Randall's production company. That did such hits such as The Row and Gotti. Gotti was a big critical hit. It was huge. Critically acclaimed. It was yes. critically acclaimed 0% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> and torn to shreds by raving reviews from Lisa Vanderpump. But you know what? Randall has actually made a lot of legit movies. No, he's like the real deal. Like, I'm not making yeah. fun of Randall at all. Like, I'm just joking I mean, a around. Little bit. A little bit. Yeah. He did a movie just with Bruce Josh Willis. Not everyone gets Bruce Willis. <laughs> it's huge. Um, but the girls are so excited because like, honestly, Lala's the first one out of them to like, kind of like make it, you know, like Stassi's famous, like everyone knows Stassi, but Lala's trying to like go different. Like Lala's trying to be a real, like a real deal, a list queen. You know how sometimes I like to ask you over unders. Yeah. Over under 0.5 Academy Awards for Lala Kent over <laughs> Lala will win an Oscar I'm here I'm telling you right here right okay. now let me pair she's this. gonna EGOT <laughs> okay stop I've heard boy Grant that's Grammy worthy that should have won a Grammy I'm not kidding 
Okay, that's pushing it. Boy was a 10 times better song. Here's another question. Over under 1.5 Razzies for La La Kent. Oh, she's over. At least she's going to get... You get 10 Razzies for every one Oscar. <laughs> Sandra Bullock has won a few herself. So if has La she? La, yes, everyone wins a Razzie. You're not doing your job if you don't win a Razzie. Has uh, DiCaprio ever won a Razzie? I'm I feel sure like, he has. I don't think he's ever done a film that was that garbage that deserved a Razzie. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he has a Razzie. If Sandra Bullock can get a Razzie, anyone can get a Razzie. I don't know. Sandra Bullock has a few duds no, sprinkled in. No, everything that Sandra Bullock does is I is immediately iconic. I'm such a Sandra Bullock stan. You're a Sandra Bullock? Yeah, that's what you can call me. Pin <laughs> me to the cross and call me Sandra Bullock because I will go to the blows for her. I will. I will be... What was it? What was it? The movie, the strongest yard. The strongest yard. The longest yard. No. The blind side. Yes, I will be her you'll blind be her, side. You'll be her left tackle. Exactly. Is what you're saying. She's yes. the quarterback. The strongest Eddie, yard. I will Eddie be her doing strongest. sports is one of the funniest things. I will you'll be ever her hear. strongest yard. <laughs> the two point game. You combine the Adam Sandler movie with the Sandra Bullock movie. I. N- it's been done. Before. I did not mention the blind side at all, but. <laughs> Speaking of adoption and babies, moving from Lala and Randall, because they're only engaged. We don't know if they have kids yet. I mean, Randall has kids. What a transition. She's being a stepmom. That was a great segue. I mean, you know me. I love segues. I've done like three tours on segues in different cities. Um, But Ariana, Jax, and Sandoval are having baby drama again. And I just want to lightly touch on this because Ariana does not appreciate the baby talks and like i feel like she's right that's bullshit yeah i think it's stupid i would never ask her she's like i get interview questions all the time about because she's a woman she is subjected to questions about marriage and babies which her male counterparts are not sandoval is obsessed with having kids nobody ever asks him about babies it's just another example of gender bias. Okay, well, Armin, explain and to the listeners the drama that went down with the baby talk. So basically, Sandoval asks Jax to stop pestering Ariana um, about whether or not she wants kids. And, of course, Jax turns right around and in a passive-aggressive way, pesters her once again about having kids. But he does it in the classic Jack's way, as Schwartz put it, where he's like, Tom told me not to bring up kids in front of you anymore, and so I won't, but don't you think that's something that should be resolved before you buy a home together, for example? And I loved Ariana's response. Look, if we don't work out, then I'm staying in the home and Sandoval could buy me out. Just so I love that. I love that. Yeah. Tell Jax. Like, this is bullshit. They don't need to. I mean, I guess at some point they need to figure it out, but it's their timeline. It's not your timeline, Jax. And it's funny because one of Jax's biggest crusades is for everyone to stop talking about his bullshit, right, Eddie? Oh, 100%. Jax always says, Why is everyone budding in my business why is everyone talking about Brittany and i the funny part about it the ironic part is that Jax loves getting into other people's business oh it's his favorite thing to do hypocrisy rules 
Well, do you have any thoughts on that? I'm. I said my thoughts on it, and I agree. I think, you know, Jax has now tried to portray himself as this like perfect family man who's like ready to like get married and do the whole thing with Britney, but like, don't push that on Sandoval and Ariana. They're good the way they are. They just bought a beautiful house. They did. Um, with a social media room. With a social media room. They don't need to be married, but no. You know who does want to get married? Oh, look at this segue. Bowen Stassi. So Stassi is freaking out because she is about to meet Bo's mom. And Bo has a single mom. She raised him herself. They're very close, it seems. She's super cool. She's amazing. And it was really nice to see this interaction between um, Bo, Stassi, and Bo's mom because you can see how much Stassi loves Bo and how much Bo loves Stassi. It's just radiating through the screen. It is completely different from season two Vanderpump Rules mm-hmm. where Stassi and her dad are having breakfast and Jax shows up after literally getting another girl pregnant in Vegas this season before. Yeah, and Jax starts off by saying, yeah, I put Stassi through hell, but then starts talking shit about Stassi. Because Stasi started hooking up with Frank two days after they broke up. It's like, that's not how you get on the good side of Stasi's dad, Jax. Well, don't talk shit on Stasi. Stasi literally made me cry tonight because she's not just trying to get on the good side of Bo's mom. She's explaining to Bo's mom, she wants her, wants her to know just how much she cares and that she's really serious about this relationship. And the way you see how Stassi's finally like really, truly happy. Like she really has found her perfect match and it, it, it honestly brought me to tears. I say I'm crying. Oh my God, this made me cry. Oh my God. I'm in tears all the time while like talking about the show. This is the first time I actually cried and you can attest to this. Like I was actually wiping tears away from my eyes and it made me cry even more when he played the, the, recording. the recording when he was like, they were basically talking about how she was like, I want you to be my mother-in-law. And she's like, no, I want that so much too. And I was like, Oh my God, they're going to get married. Like, it's just, it's just going to happen. And it's like, they're perfect. They're perfect. I can't say anything more. This is my favorite storyline. This season is Bo and Stassi. And it will be my favorite storyline for the rest of time. This is my, this is my Jen and Brad. This is my, this is the hill I die on. You know, what the big difference is between any of Stassi's relationships before Bo and her relationship now with Bo is that back in the day, whether it was with Jax or Patrick, she was super guarded. She couldn't trust Jax. And with Patrick, she always felt belittled because yeah. he was a douchebag. Yeah. But with Bo, she is totally and completely vulnerable. She is not guarded at all. She's vulnerable in the best way because. She feels comfortable being raw and totally herself because Bo accepts her for who she is. And that's super amazing. And I'm I'm happy for Stassi because I feel like for years she was kind of walking on eggshells. And what you ultimately want out of a relationship is someone who fully accepts you for who you are and then even helps you better yourself. And I feel like Stassi is her best self. Around Bo. Bossy is the the most amazing pair in the entire world, and I stand. So if you stand and it's, Bossy. That so fits Stassi's brand, at least. Oh, Bossy. Bossy. 
Oh my gosh, no. We How need perfect to, is that? I We need to tweet it immediately. Let's trademark that. Because Bossy, Bossy TM. Bossy TM. That's my couple name for them is but Bossy. But it's spelled, it's not spelled like B-O-S-S. It's spelled like B-A-S-S-I. B-E. It's a new type of Bossy. I'm Bossy. I'm the couple y'all love to hate. Okay. Um, But the way. I can't with that. I'm reeling. Oh, I'm I'm about to do a good segue. Let me finish my segue, Armin. Stop interrupting it with your laughing. The relationship that Stasi and Bo share is because of his mother, who happens to be a relationship expert. And she does free counseling for people, which I love. Sort of like you. I mean, <laughs> sort of like me. I call you Eddie the Love Doctor. I know you do. And, and that- you give free advice on the podcast. I do give free advice. Sometimes it's not the best advice, but it's advice where, but what I'm dying at is when they first explain what they're doing, they explain it as it's going to be relationship counseling for Kristen and Carter at Kristen's house with everyone there. I was like, what in the hell? Who did Maury Povich pay <laughs> to let this fever dream of his play out on Bravo? All we needed was a paternity test. All we literally all we needed was a paternity test because I mean, we heard about the reptilian brain, which now I will be blaming everything on my reptilian brain. When I lash out, it's my it's my reptilian side. It gave you the perfect excuse. I mean, I never have to take credit for anything that I do ever ever again in my life. It's the reptilian brain. It's just my reptilian brain coming out. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like Justin Bieber's rumored to be reptilian. Like they're taking over. <laughs> it's the Illuminati. Okay, this isn't a conspiracy theory. Eddie. You know, this I love my conspiracy theories. Cold hard facts. Stassi would be proud of my conspiracy theories. But we learned that the reptilian brain's basically why you do everything crazy. Um, I mean, this relationship canceling looked really, really good. It looked like she was giving a lot of facts. They they end her talk feeling better. Like they're better equipped to handle these situations. Sandoval and Ariana have a great conversation about the yes. state of their relationship. Yes. And all the baby talk that's going on. So that worked. That worked. Stassi and Katie are talking in Carter and Kristen's bedroom. Yes. And Carter walks in on them. And then they begin to talk. And Armin, explain kind of what happens in this moment. Well, Carter is upset with Stassi and Katie because he knows they've been talking shit behind his back earlier in the episode, all the girls went out to dinner, for example, and they were all telling Kristen how uh, Carter is just not good for her. And he's been a bad boyfriend. We learned, for example, that when uh, Carter went on vacation, he actually took Kristen's wallet. So Kristen didn't have her ID or any money with her. And that came out because there was like, this other thing that went down and someone's like, oh, did Carter take your credit card again? And so this is just another conversation where they are trying to get through to Kristen that Carter is kind of like mooching on you. Plus, he's verbally abusing you. Plus, you guys aren't having sex. This is literally her and James. It's also her and Sandoval. Yes, it's 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 kind of sad. So I feel it's funny. bad. In our season two, episode one recap on Patreon, uh, we talked about Sandoval and Kristen's relationship at the time. And one of the quotes from that episode is something to the effect of Sandoval telling Kristen, you cringe when I try to hug you. And that's, the, that's what's going on with Carter and Kristen right now. 
they don't even want to touch each other. They refuse to touch each other. So anyway, we get back to Stasi, Katie, and Carter arguing uh, because Carter's pissed that they are talking behind his back. But Stasi and Katie insist that it's only because Kristen is talking shit about him. And that's when Carter drops a couple bombs on them. And that is basically that the only reason Kristen gets into fights with him and then goes and tells them about it is because she comes home from hanging out with them and they are dicks to her and they are nasty to her. So then she takes it out on Carter and it's just like this... The cycle of abuse. Exactly. But it all starts with Stasi and Katie. What do you think about that? I don't think that's the case. I think Carter's projecting. I think they're maybe nasty and rude about Carter because they're trying to wake their friend up. And this kind of parallels how Katie was to Kristen back in season two. She's kind of like, girl, wake up. You're unhappy. This is a bad situation. You need to get out. You need to be good for yourself. Like, this is stupid. And she's saying the same. They're trying to say the same thing to her this time. And it's like, they have that exact argument. Listen to your friends. Like, obviously, your friends want what's best for you. They're here. They're not here to be your BFF all the time. Sometimes it takes tough love to people you care about. And that's what they're giving her in this moment. And it's like, girl, wake up. Clearly, Carter's not great for you. Are they even still together? I mean, she's claiming that they're still together. Like, it's very ambiguous on social media. I did not see him in, like, one Snapchat, or sorry, not Snapchat, Instagram story from her birthday last weekend where they went to Nashville and saw Fleetwood Mac. I I looked for him in her Instagram post, and I didn't see it once. She went on Watch What Happens Live, and she said they're figuring things out right now. Yeah, I don't buy that. I don't. I think they're they're not together. I don't think they're fully done, but they're on the way. They're on their way to be. Yeah, there's over. no way they can last. They like can't this. keep this up. The romantic element of their relationship is gone. Yeah, the, like that passion is gone. They seem to only be bickering and arguing. They're all the only time. fighting. That's all that they're doing. And and on top of all of that, you know, Carter is basically kind of using her for her money. Yeah. There's just no redeeming quality to that relationship at this point. Not at all. I think she needs to drop it. I think she needs to move forward. And I think she's keeping him along because she even said, she's like, you know, I'm getting older. Like, I need to get married. Like, I need to have, like, this life. But don't settle. That's the worst thing you could do. It's just, she's just going to be miserable for the rest of her life. No, what's going to happen is they'll get divorced then. If she forces a marriage through, they'll just get divorced and that's just way messier and way more complicated. Yeah. Why put yourself through that? <sighs> like, even though uh, Tom and Katie were miserable during their engagement, they still had that passion. There was that fire. There was love. But it feels like between Carter and Kristen, even though they are fighting, I don't feel the same heat, the same passion. It's just rough. I don't know. I, I just think that relationship needs to be over, and I think she needs to listen to her friends. Oh, and it is other utter bullshit that Carter is blaming Stasi and Katie. Oh yeah, I'm not true at all. They shouldn't have that much influence on your relationship that they are causing all the woes. All of it. Yeah, no. They shouldn't and they wouldn't and they couldn't. Well, it's I, just not happening. I thought it was cute when Bo's mom's like, "Oh, does this they're all fighting. Oh, does this mean my talk my talk didn't work? My counseling didn't work?" And I was like, "No, honey, you did great." 
It's just (laughs) Carter's the worst. This is just a toxic relationship that you can't help. Yeah, well, it causes Stassi and Katie to leave the party early because they just can't handle it anymore. And this also mirrors a fight with Sheena in season two. So, I mean... The parallel. We're just seeing the same... I think it's the same cycle of Kristen's relationships. Like, it always ends in a similar way. There's always a big fight. There's always some drama. She's not listening to her friends, and then finally she does. And she's free. Crazy Kristen only comes out for a reason. We've only seen her season two with Sandoval. Season four, right? Three or four with James. She punches James in season three. And then now with Carter. Like it's... Her relationship with Carter was so stable during five and six. She was fine. Crazy Kristen was dormant. And now that the relationship is going to shit, Crazy Kristen comes out. Like everyone's like, Crazy Kristen, Crazy Kristen. No, she's hurting. Help her. Exactly. Save her. She's in a bad relationship. And she won't listen. Just like in season two, episode one, Katie and Stassi are telling Kristen to confront it. They are saying, Kristen, you have to address the issues, but you're not wanting to address them. Yeah. I don't know. I I think... History repeats itself. I think we're going to figure out what happens to Katie and Chris, or sorry, Kristen and Carter very soon. Um, And I'm hoping for more good scenes between Bo and Stassi because it's good to level out the bad with the good. Um, But I think we kind of... We capped everything for tonight. We covered it all. It was a quick one. We covered it all. <laughs> um, guys, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram and Twitter by searching H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And make sure you guys are subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. Armin, where can they find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me by searching at Eddie underscore Strata on the tweets and the Insta too. Thanks so much for listening to this recap and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. See ya.